G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Brester Show. He's going to swoop. Andrew McLeod. Oh, bravo. He survived the AFL Grand Final in Melbourne and in fine form. Good to see you, Bungie. It's good to be back, Case, in the studio. Good to have you back too. And well done. Congratulations on the uh, on the FIBA stuff. It was great to be able to tune in and listen to someone that, uh, that soothing voice that you have. And uh, <laughs> that was beautiful. Good to watch. And it's great to be back. And, uh, yeah, Brester was... Uh, Doing a tough last week, holding a fort down himself, but uh, he managed to get through, which is great. Did a good job, and we can't talk basketball without the man who knows all about basketball. Here he is, folks. From Ma. Big shot by Brett Ma. Ah, big shot, Brett Ma. Great to be back in the studio with you, Marcy, and I concur with Bungie. Thanks for holding the fort last week. You <laughs> did a stellar job. Oh, nice to have you two back, uh, Jason. I just feel a bit lonely last week, so this week we're back on track, and I'm nearly basketballed out, actually. Watched a lot of the basketball through the week, and uh, we'll touch on that later in the show, but the girls did uh, such a good job. Outstanding work it was, and your voice is important to us as well. So give us a call, 1300 736 736, or shoot a text through on 0427 154 166. We do it all here thanks to Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Wavell and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. And with thanks to Nippies, farm grown, family made. We've got the Paradise Punch and the Lemon Lime on the desk in front of us here in the studio. I'm thinking I might mix them together and see what that does. <laughs> Uh, what, would get, I, what would you call that? Well, it's green and gold, so I'm thinking it's something Aussie-related, uh, but that's as far as I got. <laughs> it uh, looks good. Of course, we had uh, my favourite last week, the uh, orange and mango, which was uh, fantastic. And, and all uh, gone. And, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> is it, any, any danger <laughs> of a few of those maybe finding their way to case in my fridge? Uh, sorry about I'm that, looking guys. forward to it. Very nice, though. Very nice. Recommend it. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Oh, I'm great that uh, I'm really happy that you you know you share the love. But yeah, looking forward to tucking into the the paradise punch a bit later. I reckon that'll get me through probably the the next half hour. So exciting times. Well, we've got a big show coming up. We've got a lot to get through. Nat Hurst, coach of the Adelaide Lightning, is going to join us a little later and talk some basketball. Of course, the Women's World Cup, the NBL, is underway. We've got Rugby League Grand Final preview for you. I was in Parramatta during the week and uh, I've hopped on board. They are the outsiders, but what a oh, Cinderella yeah. story that might be. Penrith are hard to beat, but uh, go para. It's uh, a little bit of the uh, the, the favourites versus the, the fairy tale. That sort of thing happening in the rugby breast there. And I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's going to be me today, sitting on the couch later tonight and watching the Grand Final. The NRL do it really well, so looking forward to that. The, the Battle of the West, um, and it's almost like, yeah, the, the big boys who are, who are going to, uh, looking to create a dynasty, the, the Panthers, and obviously, like I said, the, the, uh, the, the Parramatta Eels, they've just sort of flown under the radar, and they're trying to create this fairy tale. I reckon it's about, I'll have to look at my notes a bit further down the track, but it's about a 36-year drought. It's a long time. You have to go sure back... Is. Go back for uh, and when the likes of Peter Sterling had hair still, no. and he was playing for 
for Parramatta back in the day, so looking forward to that one. I used to have their jumper. I did like Parramatta, but, yeah, Penrith, pretty hard to tip against. And um, on another topic, the Live Golf is potentially going to be, uh, well, we're putting, it it on. A, we're, we're putting in a bid for it to come to Adelaide. I think it would be fantastic to bring such a huge event into Adelaide, get, uh, get the music pumping, the golf swinging, and uh, beat the Eastern States out for it and, and bring it here. Get Greg Norman here and I think it would uh, be a huge crowd puller too. It's, that is interesting because um, as you, you guys would know, it's talking about the Grange, playing at Grange Golf Course and uh, obviously uh, there's a connection there between Greg Norman and uh, I think and, and well, with the live golf stuff as well with that, with Grange Golf Course. He, I think he designed the course, re- redesigned the course back in... Um, 2012, and one of his, um, I think it was one of his most prominent win, like well, early, early days, win. was it? Yeah, 76, a long time ago. See, that was 46 years ago. So I watched that. I was three. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got obviously got a history there. I don't know. I, I think it's, it feels like there's a bit like the, the other states are just sort of holding back, but obviously our Premier is pretty excited about it. Well, he's, he's trying to get big events here, and I think that would be a really good one to get because it would bring a lot of people here. Uh, there's a lot of people that travel the world for good golfing events and bring them in. They can play all our courses, get on the wines, have a great time here. I reckon it would be fantastic. Wine and golf, that would be good. Good mix. What's not to like about it? I, mean, I think mm. get them here while you can because the Live Tour and the PGA Tour at war at the moment, they're going to have to find common ground sooner or later because it's just costing too much money and the players on the PGA Tour are missing out on a lot of money. So I think it's only going to be 12 months or so, max two years that we're going to to have these competing forces. So there's one opportunity. Get it here while we can. Make a big statement. And as you say, Bungie, Pete Malinowskis is out there doing stuff. Well, this is a big event that we can get to Adelaide and stick it up the uh, eastern states. Well, we actually came out and said that uh, the USPGA uh, hasn't done um, Aussie golf followers any favours recently. So he's putting it back onto them to say... Hey, if you, you guys want us to be a part, like, you want us to support you and follow you, how about you throw us a couple of tournaments this way? Um, which is not bad. A little bit cheeky, but I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. Get in there, bid hard, go for it, get it. That's what I say. Um, Dan Ricardo, I follow a little bit of Formula 1. Guys at work follow a bit more than me, and I just tack on the end of conversation, so I think I know what I'm talking about. But yep. He's, As he's always. Still... <laughs> That's the usual form. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of rumours still flying around about him getting a seat next year. Apparently in Singapore he was spotted in the Mercedes corporate tent coming out of there. Um, so that's a possibility. Apparently there's also the option of him going to NASCAR. Um, so there's a few options for him. I, I really hope. He comes across as, a, I think, a bit of a, to me, a good guy of the uh, Formula One. He's developed the shoey, of course, which uh, is pretty fun to watch. <laughs> so I really hope he picks up a seat in the Formula One and doesn't have to change over the NASCAR yet. Well, speaking of picking up uh, seats, he's, been, he's saying the, 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 the boss of Huss is saying, hey, pick up the phone. Yeah, ring oh, me. Oh, really? Give me a call. You actually want to be driving next year. Yeah. Hey, how about you get on the blower and we have a chat about it? So, That's why he was seen in the Mercedes tent, because yeah. Haas are ringing him. He's talking <laughs> up the price. Yeah. But it would be sad, to, for obviously, and, and for the followers of, you know, uh, 
of of F one. It would be sad because he's been great. He's been a great advocate for for F one. He's actually, I think, he's probably encouraged a lot more Australians to to jump on mm. the, the. You know, it was it was a sport that a lot of people didn't actually follow. But the, I think the like you're saying, he's got this infectious personality that draws people in. Because so Webber didn't really have that, did he? No, he didn't come across didn't, as that anyway didn't to me. Really, you didn't really warm to him, did yeah, you? Yeah, not he as probably, much. Probably didn't win enough for Australians. I mean, Dan <laughs> Ricciardo's won eight races, been on the podium 32 times, but we do lose interest in F1 if there's no Australian driver. Mm. So I think it's key that uh, he remains there, gets a ride with Haas or gets a seat with Williams or Alpine. Um, so, yeah, let's hope that Dan Ricciardo keeps continuing because we do love what he brings to the table. We need to take a break here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We do it all thanks to the Adelaide Lightning, your South Australian women's basketball heroes, and we're going to be talking with their coach, Nat Hurst, a little later here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Brett's show. Great to have you on board here on 1629 SEN SA. It's 9.46. I hope you did the clockwork last night with daylight saving. If you're not, enjoy another bit of time in bed. But a cracking day out there so far. And it's time for us to talk basketball here with uh, Andrew McLeod and Mr. Basketball, Brett Maher. We're going to speak to Nat Hurst, coach of the Lightning, a little later, just after 10.30, big season coming up for them. But the 36ers are already on fire in the United States. Yes, on the back of winning the NBL Blitz last week, which was a great result. They've headed over to America. They're in Phoenix. They are going to be playing against the Suns. But before they did that, they came up against a young overtime elite team where they had a scrimmage and uh, really interesting starting five. CJ let the young fellas start with uh, young Nick Marshall, uh, Hiram Harris, who's the young uh, New Zealander that's playing for the 36ers this year. Big Kai Soto, Fiston Apasu, who of course played for um, Forestville in the NBL One. Good young talent. And Sunday Detch. So uh, interesting starting five. The imports played kind of 16 to 19 minutes. We won by about 10. But young Nick Marshall had 23 and 10. And uh, yeah, had a, a really good showing. There were NBA, <laughs> NBA scouts. He, he might possibly case... He go from a development player as the Sixers, just skip the 36, go straight to the NBA. <laughs> well, he's got the athleticism, hasn't he? He has. He's, uh, yeah, good talent, real good talent. I've liked him the last couple of years. He went down and played uh, in Mount Gambia this year in the off-season and had a really good season. So I think uh, off the back of his pre-season, CJ's been giving him a fair bit of run, especially uh, with Drimmick uh, has been out of a lot of the pre-season. Uh, and Frank, so he's got a bit of court time and done really well. It's about grasping those opportunities. So, yeah, they've done a, a really good job over there. I'm looking forward to that game against Phoenix. Who, who are overtime elite? Where do they fit into the picture? Well, look, they're a young uh, team they were just scrimmaging with. Yeah. So just up-and-coming prospects in the local area. Um, so, you know, not the absolute elite. They get mm. to play those. And, of course, those games you'll be able to watch. The 36ers play the Phoenix Suns 12.30 tomorrow. Lunchtime tomorrow, KO freebies. And, of course, on Friday they play... Oklahoma City, 10.30 a.m. against Josh Giddy. So perfect timing, 10.30 in the morning. Whack on KO Freebies, away you go. I can't not talk about the Adelaide 36ers, Brett, though, without mentioning uh, Danga Kuth, who's banned for uh, 10 games. Nine of those are suspended. He had a $2,000 or $2,300 uh, fine as well for betting on NBL games. 
while playing NBL one. How does uh, I'm not sure how that works. How does that actually work? Well, he wasn't actually signed they, yeah, they just, to an NBL no. club at the time, so I don't see the problem with it myself. Just and not a good look. Just not a good look. And I don't know if you've seen on Netflix at the moment. There's a really good um, show going about one of the umpires that is embroiled in a betting scandal. He was feeding tips to big betters and yeah. making a bit of a cut. That's, that's while he's involved in the... He was umpiring the game. In the game. Yeah, yeah. But he, but, well, he wasn't yeah. actually signed to a list. No, it's, so I don't... It yeah. is a little bit confusing. I know you're not... So when you, once you take up that role, you sign, you can't actually bet on the sport. But yeah, I, find, I just found that one a bit strange. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, it was before he was on our team. So mm. uh, nothing to do with us here. No, Let's hope he can just good. play well this season. That's the way <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it anyway. Uh, and the look- NBL season has kicked off. It started last night. Phoenix played against Tasmania. Probably expected result, I think. Phoenix beat Tasmania, who were in the grand final last year. They, I just don't think they're going to quite reach the heights they did last year. There's so much hype around them coming back into the league. Jack McVeigh was their leading scorer and has had a great preseason. Of course, he played a season here with the uh, 36ers and uh, is a good talent. But Kyle Adnam, who's a little point guard for Phoenix, went off for 30 and Mitch Creek had 23. So... They led scorers. And there was a crosstown rivalry in Sydney. Sydney played against the Hawks and uh, the reigning champions came out with that win, 106-97. Walton had 32 and Cooks had 24 for the Kings. They had good spread scoring and, yeah, they're going to be one of the teams to beat again this year. What about the Jack Jumpers this year? Mm. I just noticed that there's a certain person in our studio that's really repping the Jack Jumpers today. So I just wanted to. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Actually. Casey, you're, you're on board the Jack I'm on, Jumpers. I am. Oh, I am. They gave me a free T-shirt. <laughs> oh, number one, number one ticket holder now. Uh, I'm going there. Well, I'm going there tomorrow to call the game. Do uh, you know sideline commentary for the uh, on ESPN for the game against the Cairns Taipans. So mm. I'm hoping to score myself a baseball cap this time. I've got the T-shirt. It's the uh, this is the one that they gave to the people that were at the first game. So it's a collector's item. Free and advertising. Free advertising for them. But, of course, two games today. Melbourne against the Breakers from 1.30. The Wildcats against the Bullets from 3.30. Uh, and, of course, the Sydney Kings games you mentioned there, Bretster, they couldn't play at home because the Australian Opals were playing in their oh, home venue and Jesus. doing a very good job of it. We won the bronze medal and Lauren Jackson wound back the clock. Well, I tell you what, we were talking about it before the show, weren't we, Case? And we said probably you would have gone bronze as a good result, but you get greedy when you get to that crossover round. And uh, I thought they were very unlucky against China. A few things didn't go their way. Probably six missed layups didn't help in a two-point game. But wow. um, they yeah. were very good. The girls got better. After that first game against France, I was like, oh, jeepers, we may struggle here. Um, and there was a possibility at one stage we may not have made that top eight even. Yeah. But they just kept on winning big games and playing well. So well done to the, can, the girls. Can I ask a question then? Lauren Jackson, mm. I watched a fair bit of that that game. I loved her connection with Carla George. Yeah, very good. Love yeah, that connection, well the way they were able to work together as a you know two bigs and um, and just the way they they're both very good on the inside, but both very also very good on the outside as well. Talk about that China game. Lauren Jackson. Three minutes. She plays three minutes. She had she has she had twelve or what it was the, the the game before. She's just come out and shot thirty 
Why didn't she play more minutes? What what is is that a case that we shot ourselves in the foot? We got our, we got the we got the queen of basketball on there on, sitting on the sideline as a as a cheerleader. Yeah, she should be on the court. And I'll tell you what, Hang Hanshu who killed us in that game. Yeah, uh, what is she six eight or whatever? Her height really uh, impeded our bigs, and by that stage as well, I thought Tolo who who's really stepped up. Came off the bench in the first game, worked herself in the first five. Excellent. And Magbagor as well. A lot of those others were getting tired. And I thought not only Lauren, who uh, is a crafty big as well, she's been around the game. She would have found ways to score around that height. But I thought um, throughout the course of the tournament, Garbin, I really like when she came on that she could have maybe played a little bit more as well uh, in the bigs. But, yeah, Lauren, everyone's saying that now. And hindsight's a good thing to have. But Yeah, but she... I just think when the, when the game is on the – like the game's in the balance, the pressure goes up, mm. and that was when they were missing some of these easy shots. The, yeah. You know, they're going toe-to-toe against China, and there was a lot of opportunities for easy buckets – and I just think the moment and the pressure got to some of these, when you've got someone of that ilk sitting there who can actually like in the paint, big body, easy buckets, just get her out there just to give you some, some a little bit of calmness, a little bit of composure is what they, they needed at the time. They were just up and down going so hard. It just, you could see the fatigue. Keep, you could see the fatigue, in. couldn't you? And in some of the players, especially Beck Allen getting hurt early in the tournament. Um, I think hurt the rotations a bit, although we did see some other players really step up in her Blitzarves. absence. Blitzarves started playing really well towards the end of the tournament. And, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with the way she stepped up. Of course, Steph Talbot, congratulations to our Steph Talbot, who got Adelaide into... Adelaide Lightning's uh, own Steph exactly, Talbot. Exactly, got into the All-Star 5. That's a huge Massive. accomplishment at a big event like that for her to step up and really take that next step. She was... Uh, a great defender throughout the course of the week, got on the boards and started connecting, started slow scoring-wise in the first game or so, but then started connecting on her shots, and it was really good to see. And, um, yeah, I think it's got a lot more respect around the world for her game. The commentary great. was the thing that got me in, though. Like, mm. oh, I just – there was some, some – some, some people, you know, you just, you just, <laughs> like, nah. Nah, it was, it was great to watch. And I thought, um, you know, the guys did a great job listening to Michelle Timms. She was all, like, I really enjoyed her insight into it as well. Mm. Um, and you know, that it's Kelsey Griffin was Kelsey excellent Griffin, as well. Yeah, she was really, great. really but good. I think, um, yeah, the Opal, they've, I think they've reignited, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of passion for basketball and to see Oh, there were so many people there too. Like, well, here's one for you, Case. Uh, great for women's basketball in our country. The crowds there yeah. for women's basketball and the atmosphere. It sometimes is hard to pick that up when you're watching it on the TV. Being there, calling the games, the some of the commentators were saying how loud it was. The atmosphere must have been really good. It really was, and it was the biggest night for Australian women's basketball since the Sydney Olympics, 22 mm. years ago. So, yeah, wow. 14,800 was the record at the Sydney Olympics. They had close to 16,000 there for the games yesterday, the gold medal game, and such a big Chinese community. I was just in Sydney say, 15 well. of that would have been Chinese. Yeah, that? <laughs> felt like we were being, we had, they had more supporters than us. We were outnumbered. And overall, 145,000 fans wow. attended the wow. event. That's and awesome. hundreds of thousands. Uh, the ratings for ESPN were some of the highest they've ever had here in Australia, which is great news for basketball. But mm. of course, we've also got the Women's World Cup 
football in Sydney uh, next year. And we're looking forward to the runway up to the 2032 uh, Olympic Games in Brisbane as well. It's a massive time for sport in general, but particularly women's sport that does go under the radar sometimes. We need to get out, and the people did get out and support it here. And let's hope it continues to be supported, particularly here in Adelaide with the lightning when their season gets underway. Well, look at the showdown the other day. We had 22,000. So great crowds, yeah. Like it is. It's it. I think women's sport is is certainly leading the the charge when it comes to you know being exciting. And some of these games are, um, you know, we're getting some world class athletes that are actually putting like putting themselves out there. And um, it's it's great to see. It's great to be a part of. Well, it's good just to see Australians turn up and watch and go to big events. And I, I did notice on the call that. Uh, it was mentioned that they're looking to potentially get the men's World Cup to come out for basketball as well. And wouldn't that be great, having the opportunity to go and watch, although they probably, when it comes here, won't be blamed, but your Ingles and your Mills, but all of our new superstars that are going to be in the NBA by that stage, to have them on home soil and watch them. Because we don't get to watch our national basketball teams in particular much here in Australia especially against really good opposition. So I think that'd be fantastic. The more big events we can get and more big events we can get here in SA, the better. It makes a lot of sense, particularly ahead of the Brisbane Olympic Games in 2032. Basketball Australia is talking about the year prior to that, or mm. 2030, to bring out the Men's World Cup. And the teams will want to come to Australia, test the venue, hopefully which will be ready by then, play here, and it would just be enormous, as we saw when the USA team came out here in 2019 and Australia got their first ever win over them and 50,000 people rocked up there at uh, Marvel Stadium, so that would be certainly something to look forward to. But it also allows us to shine a spotlight on what the Opals have done. Now, they've won a medal at six of the last seven World Cups. That's awesome, isn't it? Outside of the USA, no other country can boast that. And imagine if that was the football that we'd done that at the World Cup, whether the Matildas or the Socceroos. Six out of the last seven, including a gold medal, we have prevailed there. That's just extraordinary. I don't think that gets the recognition it deserves. And that's what I say here. The World Cup comes. We're able to shine the spotlight on that. The Opals had a reunion there where every player was invited. Yeah, that, that, that was really, really enjoyed Great seeing that. Stuff. It was good to see that all the, you see all the former uh, Opal uh, ladies were there supporting him and the girls where you saw uh, Lauren Jackson go over and actually, you know, in, go to the crowd them. and embrace him, give him a hug. Yep. And um, I know, you know, uh, some of our friends that, that went over there as well to watch and were a part of that. And I think they've really, you know, they've been, they, just the way that they do it. And I've always said this to you, Brester, about basketball. Uh, and, and I know it's, it's on a smaller scale than you guys are smaller teams, but probably one of the things I, I'm a little bit envious about is that, that basketball and that tightness that you guys have. And you see it with the Opals and obviously that success drives a lot of that too. But And I heard the, the girls talking about it a lot in their interviews is they were saying like, this is not based on us. This is this is based on a long time. Like this is this is based on these ladies back here that set the platform, and we're just reaping the rewards of the culture and what they've created for us to have this platform. That's the word there, culture. I know in the men's program, uh, it's been a huge focus of Patty Mills and Joe Ingalls to get and bring that culture into the team. The Australian women's team has had a good culture. Obviously dipped the last four or six years with all that Liz Cambage stuff and that, but they've got it back. They're back on the podium where they want to be. It's great. Just before we break, um, we talk about money a lot in sport, and I wanted to mention this. Steph Curry is under armour deal. They're talking about 
a billion dollar sponsorship with <laughs> Under Armour. How about that? That nearly yeah. that's nearly as much as you get bunch for some of yours. Yeah, that's pretty close. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's, uh, no, he, he deserves. Well, look, well, look what he's what he's done no, to, to Under Armour. He's put him on the on the map, and you know they're pretty smart with the way that they've been. Billion to... dollars. Come on, yeah. not bad at all. And just to put a full stop on the basketball, Robin Mart being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame is a great accolade for her. And I just wanted to point out for our listeners here in Adelaide that the captain of the Opals is a South Australian, Tess Madgen, and Steph Talbot makes the All Star Five, and she's South Australian as well. So get out and support the Adelaide Lightning when their season gets underway. They are your South Australian women's basketball heroes. And we're doing this Bungie and Bretster show thanks to Nippies, farm grown, family made. More from Andrew McLeod and Brett Maher after the 10 o'clock news. This is the Bungie and Bretster show. Top of the morning to you just after 10am here on the first day of Daylight Saving. Looking forward to getting out there and maybe cranking up the barbecue and having some fun. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show and we do it thanks to Mayhem Collectibles. Get ready for mayhem with Mayhem Collectibles, the Parade Norwood. One of Australia's fastest growing trading cards and collectibles specialists, mayhemcollectibles.com.au. Glad to see the EPL has bounced back into action with some interesting results uh, too, Bretster. Yes, uh, Arsenal with a 3-1 win, um, Newcastle 4-1 win over Fulham, Chelsea 2-1 win over Crystal Palace. Um, what else have we got here? Liverpool had a 3 all draw with Brighton and uh, today Wolverhampton went down to West Ham 2-0. So back on, they've obviously had a break for a couple of weeks, uh, they've Got a few games back on the board, and I'm sure those guys will enjoy getting back out there. There's a few other big games coming up over the course of the next couple of days as well, Bungie. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting the, uh, the 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 cup. Let's uh, see that uh, the way it's unfolding, and obviously there's some some to play out. Good to see Liverpool got in a bit of trouble against Brighton uh, last night, so it's good to see them actually get back and uh, to to get a, a three all draw. Well, Brighton are going to be up there this year, aren't they? They're sitting fourth on the table at the moment, so they're all right. Arsenal, Man City, still at the top of the table. Man City, five wins, two draws. Arsenal, seven wins, one loss. So those two teams, as everyone had predicted at the start of the season, are going to be uh, up and about and hard to beat. Manchester Derby coming up tonight as well at 11.30. Looking forward to that. And, of course, even further ahead of that, the FIFA Men's World Cup on SEN starts November 21. Looking forward to that with the Socceroos as well. And we should point out that the Australia Cup was played and won overnight as well. MacArthur FC defeating Sydney City United 58. 16,000 rocked up for to see a top-tier team play a second-tier team. And um, it was pretty entertaining. Well, it looked like more so entertaining. It looked like the crowd. There's, I think they've been uh, slammed just about their behaviour at the game, uh, which is a bit disappointing because, you know, it's it's great that you get the opportunity to play in these these games. And obviously, we talked a, uh, a lot about this uh, with Robbie uh, Cornthwaite about the you know what it does and enables you know the. I guess the part-time footballers to play against the professionals and gives them a platform. And, and then when we see this sort of behavior, um, with the crowds and it tends to let them, they tend to let themselves down a bit, don't they? Well, I, I it doesn't don't help. Yeah. When, when you have fights and all that, it's no good. I love the flares and all the stuff that goes in those, especially over in the Europe 
football. You're a fireman, though. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, gives us keeps us <laughs> in <that laughs> job, Case. We get a call out. <laughs> Uh, like, I can I can put a flare out with the best of them, Case. <laughs> ah, are you having a crack at Kane Corns here? Oh well, because I think yeah, that, that well. was a low blow. That was a drive-by <laughs> no, on Kane. I think. No, what did you say the all. first show we did? The longest-serving fireman on SENSA sixteen twenty-nine. Yeah. I am. I believe I am. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And the crickets uh, getting underway as well. South Australia are going to be playing down at. Karen Rolton Oval on uh, in the Sheffield Shield on Thursday. So looking forward to that getting back and being able to follow the Redbacks. So hopefully they can, uh, Travis Head can get us off to a, a good start with the Redbacks. Well, they did. They lost to Tasmania then in the Marsh Cup the other day. Um, had some pretty good performances. Eh? Alex Carey. Uh, I can't keep up with all this cricket. Scored 59 runs and Jake Lehman was pretty decent with the bat as well. But... Yeah, it's, uh, the Sheffield Shield kicks. It's good. It'd be good to see that. Um, and the weather's beautiful too. So you might have a sneak down and have a bit of a look at the first day's play. Can't wait to see Andrew McLeod's backyard pitch in uh, fine fettle. <laughs> well, it's this coming, guys. Well, and of course, the T20 Australia against the West Indies uh, kicks off at Metricon Stadium on Wednesday, and they follow up with a game at the Gabba on Friday the seventh. And then we've got England uh, against Australia in Perth on October nine. This time next week in the T20 as well. Of course, all heading forward toward the World, uh, the Cricket World Cup which starts here on SEN on October 16, Australia versus New Zealand. on Sydney. In Sydney on the 22nd is the first game for the Australian team. But that's going to be wall-to-wall here on SEN 1629 SA. Speaking of uh, T20, what about Cam Green? Mm. Yeah, a lot of talk about him. A bit of rare form. Um, Wasn't even in the squad. Like, he he got dropped before the India series. And... uh, he was admitted or omitted or dropped from the T20 side and come in and the highest run scorer um, over the three matches. So he certainly put himself right in the mix. Yeah, he uh, yeah he's uh, he's playing well in all forms of the game. He's playing well. So hello. Uh, we've got that. Hello. Sorry, that was uh, that was me. Just <laughs> my computer might need to be turned off. <laughs> That's a uh, minor malfunction. Is that ne- fine? Ne- yeah, I think so. That's, that's, that's definitely a sorry, fine. I apologise. Yeah, we want, I'm glad it was that that page that opened on your computer, not that other page you had opened a little bit earlier, Brad Star. We're all looking around to see what it is, and of course it was my bloody computer. Anyway, uh, where were we? Where were we? We were on the Bungie and Brenster show, and we do it all thanks to Lauren X Cleaning, securing workplace safety. Google them today on your computer or borrow Brett Mars when he stopped playing uh, things just out of randoms coming out at us. I don't know. Where are you going to go with that, Brett? Hey, I was on. We were talking cricket. New South Wales, their worst score in like forty nine years or whatever. I think that's great. Um, pulled out. Pulled out. Seventy six. Come on. Oh no. Honestly, uh, no good. But it's good. Oh to no watch. good. Oh, he's, it happens in most in a, in a lot of sports, and obviously, yeah, it's they'd be disappointed with that, but they'll be looking forward to to respond. Um, but you know, scoring. Bowled out in 21, 21.4 overs. Pretty disappointing for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to the cricket over summer. I think it's great to have on, have a couple of frothies and uh, I'm not a ready couple for, of... I'm not ready for cricket yet. No, me either. 
Racing racing fits in there. Cam Green opened in that series you're talking about where he played well. So maybe that's something we look forward to because big tall man in the open and they're slapping him around while the field is up. That would be good. But, yeah, I'm with you, Bungie. We go football. We get into racing. And, of course, racing is massive part of 1629 SENSA. Straight after our show today at 11.30, Sunday trackside with Miles Fitzner and David Taggart handing out all the winners. But you do racing. And then after the Melbourne Cup Carnival, then you can start comment, uh, concentrating on the cricket and Bungie will get out in the backyard and start mowing the get the pitch ready and the basketball of course uh, coming through of course <laughs> how can we forget that we've got to talk some more basketball but we need to take a break here on the Bungie and Brett's the show Brett Maher is on fire with his computer going off at random times and Andrew McLeod and John Casey just shaking our heads here at the moment but we are enjoying the Nippies lemon lime sparkling mineral water get around Nippies they do a great job as well great South Australian company quench your thirst this summer with his Nippies ice flavoured milk or fresh juice time for a break here on the Bungie and Brett's the show it's 12 minutes past 10. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Brett Show. We are live from SEN's SA Studio Lumo here, 1629 SEN SA. Thanks for sharing your Sunday morning with us here with Andrew McLeod and Brett Maher. I'm John Casey. We're having a whole lot of fun and hope you are looking forward to a good Sunday afternoon. It's a long weekend here in South Australia. I've forgotten because I've been interstate for a week or so. It is a long weekend. Yeah, well, so get out there and have some fun and enjoy your long weekend off tomorrow if you've got it. It's certainly going to be uh, finding that lemon-lime nippies juice quite tasty, Bungie. You've almost polished off the whole bottle. I tell you what, I I don't often uh, I know. get into uh, like drinks like this, but I, I just can't, can't put stop. it. I can't put it down. The well, sparkling mineral I'm, water. I'm actually enjoying this uh, sparkling mineral, the lemon lime, and I think it might be the fact that the sunshine is coming through the studio. Mm. I'm actually just thinking. I'm just streaming a little bit of summer with this lemon lime sparkling mineral water mm. it is delicious and i'm tell you what i'm going to have a crack at the at the paradise punch in a minute as well maybe save that for the nrl grand final tonight ah that would be good. Well, we that. can't drink any Nippy's juice from last week because we were left with none of that, Brett Maher. <laughs> yeah, but you do make so. a good point. Uh, the Rugby League Grand Final tonight, what a cracking contest this should be. The Battle of the West. I've just been in Parramatta in Sydney. It's going off. The colours in the shops, the streamers, people in the street tooting their horns, hanging out windows when they won the prelim final. It's a it's a real vibe in Sydney and they're one of the biggest days on the sporting calendar. I've... I've been to a couple of these grand finals over in Sydney and stayed out in the Western, uh, like out of Parramatta, because uh, obviously they're, they're near um, the stadium as well. So, and it is alive and buzzing. And the fact that, like I said in uh, the intro today, is you know, it's the favourites versus the fairy tale. Uh, arguably the best side over the last three years, the Panthers. And really trying to build that dynasty of, like, if you think over the last few, like the probably the last ten years, Melbourne Storm come to mind when it when it when you think about uh, dynasties of teams. And Melbourne, uh, this is their third grand final in a row. Melbourne beat them um, in twenty twenty um, when they went in as favourites, uh, the Panthers and. That uh, you know that that would be still ringing in their their uh, in the back of their minds that um, 
they they really want to set themselves to you know to go back to back and put themselves on the map as as building that dynasty um, after getting through the season pretty comfortably winning the minor premiership. It's a there's a lot of pressure on Penrith. I was wondering how you were going to sneak the Melbourne Storm into this conversation this week. You <laughs> Good two, on him, go you Storm! You two bloody Storm fans, <laughs> <and> on board. <laughs> uh, the Panthers. I tell you what, um, I think would they be considered uh, not failures, but if they don't win it, their dominance this year. I mean. Plus, they've been there the last couple of years. You look at their list and nearly every player on the list has been in one, two, three grand finals. And then you look over at Parramatta's list, there's two players with grand final experience, let alone Penrith's coach who's uh, coached in three grand finals. That experience in a grand final format, I think um, I think it gives you a huge advantage knowing what to expect and going into those games, having that experience behind you, um, as well as the form. Like, you look at their form coming into this, win, 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 win. They've won their last, like, eight games. Um, for me, I cannot see how the Eels can get over the top of them tonight. So you're obviously back in, back in the Panthers. Oh, right? I'm going the favourites by a long way. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, if you look at the – I think if you look at recent form um, and, and you – like, obviously – uh, Penrith beat Parramatta in the in the qualifying final, twenty seven to eight, um, to to go to the prelim. They got challenged by South Sydney um, early on in that game. They were down twelve nil and uh, fought back to to win thirty two twelve. And that's what you want in those big games in those semifinals to get tested. South Sydney came out and really tested them. Obviously, they've got some 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 really good players. Uh, led by Latrell Mitchell, um, their captain, who's just an absolute beast. But they they got really tested um, through their spine, through the middle, um, with the big forwards as well. Um, so they'll be pretty happy based on the fact that they they've got that that really big game under their belt. Whereas Parramatta, they obviously lost to the Panthers in that qualifier. They've done it pretty well, not so tough, but they beat Canberra who they weren't supposed to beat after all. We talked about it on the show a few weeks back. All that debacle around the nepotism that was going on with the coaches. And um, so for them to to be able to come out and smash Canberra, um, who they thought they were going to get. Everyone was talking about them getting dominated through the middle, through the forwards. Obviously, you got the big Papali and, and these guys at um, the bash and crash through Canberra. But um, uh Sorry, Parramatta just took it up to them. And then the, the, the prelim, to go up to, to Townsville and beat the Cowboys up there. Big that's, win. That's massive. Yeah. So to go up there, and that was a, that was a tight one, 24-20. My, hopefully that's not their grand final. I think it might be. But they just need to keep on improving. They're a chance. You've got to be in it to win it. The, the problem is, right, Brett's the case, when you look across – the Panthers, and uh, like I, I obviously love my rugby. They just know what it takes to win. They've got some elite forwards, and I know there's a bloke that you like in their forward pack, Brett Stud. James Fisher Harris. Mm. You reckon he's the best prop in the game? Well, widely considered that. He's not bad. Much better than whoever they got at the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
There we go. Ah, oh, that limited knowledge just sneaking in there. Again. <laughs> I reckon there's a couple of blokes at the store that would, uh, wouldn't mind having a crack at that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Isaiah Yo is one of their is one of their most experienced forwards in yeah. in there, and he um, yeah yeah um, he's he's amazing. Obviously, plays for New South Wales and. Uh, Vili Army, Kikau, Liam Martin. They've got, they're just, star- that's their forward. That's their forward pack. Absolute stars of the game. Then you look at their back line. Ivan Cleary, probably the, yep. he'd have to be the game's best player, uh, along with James Tedesco. Um, Jerome Luai, who's just, he's been amazing as his, uh, as his half pair with Nathan with Cleary? Cleary. Nathan Cleary, not Ivan. Sorry, Nathan Cleary. What did yeah. I say? Not, not, Ivan's, Ivan's his dad. Yeah. He's a coach. Yeah. He gets Sorry. a good run. He was actually a very good half. He was actually a very good halfback as well uh, back in the day, but as a coach. Sorry. So Nathan Cleary. And um, obviously, Brian Toe, Dylan Edwards, and Stephen Crichton, who just, they, they, they just start. Like you look at, and you go to Parramatta. And for me, the guys that have to have massive games for them, um, their fullback, Clint Gutherson, is uh, and uh, half Mitch Moses. We talked about Mitch Moses and what yeah. he went through. Missing the birth of his first child. <laughs> so he better win the premiership. <laughs> he better come home with the cup because he's probably not too popular at I, home at the I moment. I don't come home at all. But <laughs> uh, there's a lot of pressure on those guys. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that if you look across the, the, the board, um, Panthers are just – they just have too many stars across all their positions. And – I just can't see Pen. I just can't see Paramount. No, I think you're right there. They're fairy tale though, wouldn't it? 1986, the last one. They dominated through the 80s. Have not been back since. Oh, I'd love to that see 1980. Let's talk about that 1986 game because that was the first grand final. That was the first trialless trialless grand final. Wow, well, that sounds you know what like the scores. Four two. Four Jesus. two. Leave me out of that. Not <laughs> enough points for me. Four two. Mick Cronin was the goal kicker. The legend Mick Cronin. So he kicked he kicked two goals. But um, yeah, the last five. So just the last five uh, times they've met. Panthers obviously won that final 27-28. Eels early on the season, 34 to 10. Um the Eels again, 22-20 is the is the and then Panthers have, have dominated before that. But it's I just can't see. I I'm gonna pick the Panthers. And I'm going to say Jerome Lewis is going to win the Clive Churchill medal for the All best right. one. There you go. Heard it first. Bungie and Brett's the show. We need to take a break here. It is coming up to 10.25 on a Sunday morning. We're doing this thanks to Mayhem Collectibles. Get ready for Mayhem with Mayhem Collectibles, the parade at Norwood. More of the Bungie and Brett's the show after this. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. It certainly is. With Andrew McLeod, Brett Maher and John Casey here on your Sunday morning. We're going to be talking AFLW after the 10.30 news, which is coming up shortly. Uh, and uh, it's interesting to see what's happening there. But something caught your eye regarding AFLW there, Brett Maher. <laughs> it did indeed. <laughs> uh, the Saints game versus Collingwood. I tell you what, really close game. Coming down the line, poor Nicholas Stevens. I tell you what, if you haven't seen it, get online, check it out, because... This poor girl, she cost them the game. 
Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> cost, a bit harsh. Cost them the well, game. You, know, you can normally say, look, don't put it down to one moment a game. You can in this one. She was running into a wide open <laughs> oh, goal. Oh, Wackity whack, whack, whack. I would love someone to find she, some footage of him. To say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Oh, layup. Never happened. Never Mr. happened. Never happened. Mr. Dunk. Oh, you didn't dunk anyway, no, so it doesn't no, matter. He knocked down free throws when a streaker ran past. Oh, yeah. Didn't miss a beat. No, she <laughs> had no one within 100 metres. She could have put the ball on the ground, gone and grabbed herself a, a drink and a hot dog, come back and kicked it, and would have sealed the game. Instead, she slewed off her boot, <laughs> threw for a point. Collingwood have come down, snapped the goal. Soft target. And, and, and win the game. Cheap no, shot, I, not I, big shot. I, like, where's I, he going? I, I get it, right? And I, <laughs> what I don't like is some of the commentary around it about mm. people saying that, you know, oh, these girls, they know, you know, they know the skill's not up to it. And I'll tell you what, when I watched it, it actually reminded me of a couple of years ago, same Guernsey, Josh Bruce, mm. running into open goal, yeah, kicked it into the point post. <laughs> oh, sorry, into the goal post from Malcolm two, Blight. Two metres out. past Malcolm the Blight. goals. <laughs> <laughs> kick a point. And celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody the great man. Look, we need to get to the newsroom. They're banging on the door here saying, well, we're running late. Okay, well, we will get to the newsroom. It's the Bungie and Bretster Show. And we do it thanks to Lauren X Cleaning, supporting sample and community football in 2022. Google Lauren X today. We'll be back with some AFLW and Nat Hurst from the Adelaide Lightning after to this. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. Welcome to the Bungie and Brester Show. 10.36 here on the Bungie and Brester Show. 16.29 SENSA is where you'll find us on the dial. Sun is out outside, first day of daylight saving. Bungie has polished off the Nippy's Lemon Lime sparkling mineral water and is now eyeing off the Paradise Punch, which is in danger of being consumed as well, and he's pretty happy about it. It's in, big, it's in a lot of trouble, Case. It's just lucky that it's out of arm's reach at the moment. It's, uh, just keeping my eye on it, but uh, certainly we'll get uh, to that in, in a second. Now, I was away, but a big Friday night football game here, the AFLW on uh, at the Adelaide Oval, Crows v Port, 20K in the crowd. What did you make of it, Bungie? Pretty happy about the way it unfolded? A little lopsided according to the scoreline. Yeah, oh, I think we sort of expected that. Probably um, looked a lot better the fact that the, the Crows girls actually didn't kick straight. So if they did... Eight goals, 15. Yeah. And, and a lot of misses. You talked about uh, uh, the, the miss from the goal square just before the break. And obviously there's some, some moments there where the girls... Um, yeah, I think probably the, the, it's the, um, the moment. You know, like it's, it's uh, that pressure and playing in a big stadium, 22,000 people there. And you get a little bit nervous in front of goals and go back and you forget your routine and... Sometimes they're just uh, they're, they're just they're kicking for goal was a bit off, but they smashed them in all all facets of the game. Um, yeah, their inside fifty count was uh, forty to seventeen. Clearances uh, as well was yeah. big, wasn't it? And, and that's it. That, when you when you look in the midfield, and your starting midfield is Caitlin Gould, Ebony Marinoff, Anne Hatchard, and Chelsea Randall. It's a good lineup. You know you're in for a tough day. Uh, Chelsea Randall's. She's she's good. She's isn't a she? beast. She's she set herself for that game. It was 
she she knew you could just see the way that she she was obviously the hype i enjoyed the hype during the week it, it got some you know a, a lot of hype for for a showdown but um she set herself for that game and she she delivered on the big stage speaking of a couple of the girls they said with that crowd the noise there at the game was uh, really loud you had to really concentrate to hear each other which I guess not a lot of them would be used to on a regular basis, which is, I think, really good for them to, to get used to and have to play in front of that. What did you think of the um, the shield that they won, the um, silver the silver plate that they won, Bunch? <laughs> oh, it'd be, be good to do. <laughs> a little underwhelming, wasn't it? Oh, it looked like a subway platter that they'd just ripped <laughs> off and chucked down the middle. I was going to say, I, could, uh, I reckon I could get a, you know, a little cheese platter on there, just cut some uh, cabana up. Put, and put a bit of effort in, it. I say. Come on. No, nah, but well, uh, I, I just think, like, there's a lot of good takeaways for Port Adelaide, too. Like, we, we've heard and we've had um, Gemma uh, Houghton on the on the show talking about the way that they, they want to be as, as a – as a team of that, she was talking uh, and every, all the, uh, I guess all the commentary coming from Lauren Arnell has been around that they're building themselves as a contested team. And for the first five minutes, they brought the heat. They actually brought a lot of pressure to the game. And, but I think they'd be disappointed the fact that they weren't, uh, and understandable as a young side, they just aren't able to sustain it. But that's the benchmark right there. The Crows, they're in good form. Can they um, win the premiership? No doubt they can. They can't, like, They've got a tough run, haven't they? Their yeah. last kind of five, six games. They play uh, at home again next week. Tough. So three games in a row at home. They play Frio next week, which I think they'll they'll beat Frio quite comfortably. Good game. Um, but I think they're they're building form at the right time. They obviously had a bit of a slow start, but I'll tell you what, I think it's there's three teams that can win the flag for for mine. I think it's it's the Crows, it's Melbourne, and it's Brisbane. An expansion too soon? Have we gone too soon with this? Sydney yet to win a game. Four teams, including Port, with just one win. We've spread the talent pool. I know the bigger picture, It's you've got to get in there and do it, and it's great to have every club involved, but is it too much too soon? Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't think it was going to matter when they did it, Case. You're going to go through this pain. I just thought two and two might have been the way to do it. But... Yeah, but then it's like, well, why them? Why do we keep missing out? So if Port Adelaide had to get pushed back another year or two, they wouldn't be happy at all. You wouldn't be happy. You want to be in there. You want to, you want to expose the girls to it. Give them, build your, like we talked about, the culture, building that that environment, you know, putting putting a, the, the team in place behind the scene to be able to create a program so these girls can build on. That's all it's about. And they just want an opportunity. Yeah, there's going to be some pain early. But you know what? It's it's just great to have all eighteen teams now actually have a have a side in the competition. Yeah, I think it's good from that perspective. Um, going back to the uh, showdown, a lot of focus leading up, uh, of course, was with Aaron Phillips um, being the past great for the Crows team, going over to Port Adelaide, uh, and it's it's a shame to see her not probably one hundred percent fit in, in that game. They had to play her forward a lot. She wasn't allowed really into the midsection uh, as but much as probably doing, they would have liked. Yeah, but she's just playing the role that she played. The, the problem is that she, she hasn't got enough around her. You don't have, yeah. you don't have Hatchard, Eb, Ebony yeah, Marinoff <laughs> and Chelsea <laughs> Randall <laughs> getting the ball to yeah, you. I agree. There's a difference yeah. there, Brett. So, yeah, you know, she's got a uh, – and, you know, she, she made that decision to go back there, obviously, because of her, um, her family – and there's some sentimental, uh, so she understands that. I don't think she's getting too worried about. She still had 14 disposals. She was in there. And then she's got Sarah Sarah Allen, 
like the one of the best defenders in the competition, just like in her back pocket. Mm. Hey, flip, you ain't getting, you ain't touching the ball. You ain't, you ain't having a shot on goal. So you know, you, you come up against a great defense, and their defensive pressure, their tackling pressure, is at another level. They've been so stingy, haven't they? Ninety-seven to one the week before, wow. sixty-three to three. Oh. They've given up four points in two games. They're looking strong. And full credit to Liz Walsh and the Adelaide Advertiser as well for the coverage it was given this week. Absolutely outstanding, wall to wall. The AFLW is going strong for the Adelaide Crows. Port with some work to do, but we need to take a break here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We do it all thanks to Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Visit Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Adelaide Lightning coach Nat Hurst up next. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts. Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. And we'd love you to be involved as well. Give us a call on 1300 736 736 or shoot us a text on 0427 154 166. Andrew McLeod and Brett Maher. John Casey, we'd love to hear from you as well. And right now we're going to hear from a superstar of basketball. Seven time. Yes, seven. Wow. Count them. Seven. WNBL champion. She's the coach of the Adelaide Lightning. It's Nat Hurst. Thanks very much for joining us, Nat. No worries. Thanks for having me. Seven championships. Wow. That is some sort of career. And I'm presuming one early one might have been with Lauren Jackson. Um, I think a couple of those were with Loz. But, yes, I was uh, extremely lucky to be part of some, some fantastic teams um, in Canberra. So, yeah, just lucky to be around those girls. But I, I think two or three of those were with, with Lauren. So, um, yeah, I uh, like I said, I was really lucky to play with, with these superstars and uh, – Ride them and, and get championships with them. So you know, I was happy to happy to be part of those teams. You're only 39. What are you doing? You should be out playing. Lauren's still going. <laughs> oh look, uh, I have had that question about a hundred times since Lauren's made a comeback, and get every out time there. it was no, thank you, no, thank you. Um, I'm happy to have a shooting competition with anyone any day, but if you ask me to run up and down the court, no, I. Uh, Nowadays, prefer to, to you know tell someone else to do it. So uh, yeah, definitely happy to not be not be trying to get back out there. But you know, uh, credit to Lauren, um, having after retiring for so long and, and getting her body back to where she did, and and in, having the the world championship she did. Um, it's an amazing effort. So yeah, what a legend. She certainly was. Now Brett Ma here. Uh, you uh, had a great distinguished playing career. First year as coach. Um, what can we expect uh, for the style of play for the Lightning this year? We know you uh, were pretty hard nosed, got in and after it. What what can we see expect? Yeah, look, I I hope we're we're physical defensively. Um, you know, we'll get up and in on the ball, and I want us to be able to run run offensively. I think you know the the easier we make getting buckets, the better. I don't want to. I don't actually enjoy watching a walk up style of basketball. Um, so we definitely won't be playing that. Um, we've recruited athletes um so i am hoping that you know our, our defensive is, is super tough but we're we're running up and down the floor and yeah making it an exciting style of basketball to watch there's yeah. a bit of a, a bit of south australia flavor to your uh, to your team as well now yeah uh you know here in adelaide you know they do a really good job at, at trying to get the get the juniors up through the ranks and you know we've got the the lightning academy um that you know sit under us as well so we really, really, really want to promote South Australian basketball. We want to try and get as many South Australians to be in the group. Um, I think we've got seven or eight this season. So uh, it's a great thing to see. And, you know, we're not just talking the talk where we're actually 
getting coaches out there. We've got the academy, like I said. We've got all their junior teams that are that are improving, and we really want to promote these girls to go up to to the next level. And uh, why hopefully one day you'll see you know a complete South Australian roster. One of those uh, Izzy Borlays. I've kind of kept an eye on her coming up through the juniors at nationals, etc. Um, yeah, she's a good little young talent that I saw uh, get signed this week. Mate, she uh, she is going to have an exceptional career. She. Mm. Uh, I don't think she realises. I mean, she's only 18 years old, so she she probably doesn't. But how good she can and will be. Um, we've had her at practice. She's over here with us for uh, in her school holiday. She's still finishing year 12. Um, that's how young she is. So she'll go back and finish her final exams, and then we'll we'll get her back in. But she is phenomenal. She's she's an athlete. She gets up and down. She's definitely meant to be doing this and I'm just really excited to see what, what she'll produce with us but not just this year, it's all about learning for her and hopefully we can keep her at home We talk about Lauren Jackson but our very own Steph Talbot was a superstar at the World Championship she'll be back with the Lightning uh, you must be pretty happy to have someone of her calibre coming back <laughs> into the team soon To be honest, uh, you know when I was signing on for the job I was, you know I gave Steph a call and I was like you're in right? And she's like yeah and I'm like okay good <laughs> um, it's a it's a lot easier to put a team around someone like that and and use her as a, to recruit players. So she was phenomenal um, this week, this last couple of weeks. Um, it was just a pleasure to sit back and watch her do her thing and get the recognition that you know I think she's deserved for the last couple of years. And she definitely showed her worth. And yeah, I'm I'm just really proud of of what she was able to do and and how she went about you know at stages putting that team on her back and then getting them through. Uh, what is your what was your take on the Opals at the the, the World Championship? We all, we talked about it earlier on the show and how exciting it was and and that the the Opals are uh, they're carrying a lot of the the basketball or women's sport. They're they're right at that top echelon the Opals and what they've been able to do for a long period of time now. You must sit back and uh, just uh, have a bit of a smile on your face watching the the last couple uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, I think after that first hit out, everyone was kind of a little bit surprised about how they come out, but credit to them, they turned it around straight away. Um, they played some great basketball. It was, it was fun to watch. They they got up and in, they were physical, and, you know, it's the they kept saying that Opals of old. I think they've been trying to carry it through, but something just clicked the last couple of weeks for these girls, and they, they talked the sisterhood, and they, they definitely showed that, and I think that got them a long way. And like I said, after that first game, to be able to turn it around so quickly and put the tournament together that they did, they, they, uh, yeah, it was just amazing to sit back and watch those girls. We uh, saw so many international superstars on the stage last week, and a lot of those girls have actually come over here and played in the WNBL. When you go through uh, girls like Nurse, etc., um, what are some of the big names, not only for the Lightning that are going to be playing, that we're going to be able to see throughout the course of the league this year in the WNBL? Yeah, look, I think um, I think once it, we get those those superstars out here, they go back back to their own countries and they really talk up talk up Australian basketball. Um, I know that there's a, the recruit that we we will announce this week. Uh, she played closely with Jackie Young this season, and, and Jackie just had amazing things to say about Australian basketball. So it's getting a lot easier to get these girls out here. Um, they want to come to Australia. Um, so we yeah we'll we'll announce one this week. Um, Can announce so it now always... if you want. Now <laughs> Can we, have an ex- we haven't had an oh, exclusive look. on the Bungie and Brechter show yet. We're hanging for one. Our, I mean our roster's been leaked, so everyone knows. So it's the worst kept secret. Um, but um, look, I, I would love to. Um, but no, should that'll come out this week, and 
hopefully we get it with our group this week as well. Um, but there's always all teams. Every team will have have one or two superstars come out here. Um, we are obviously only focused on game one. We haven't looked past that to see what, you know, we, we have an idea what other teams have, but we're just trying to get together for, for week one. And, you know, we playing that legend that, you know, just had a 30-point game on a, you know, last game in, a, in an Opal's uniform. So we're already just, we're just thinking flies at the moment. Yeah, that's November the 5th is your first game. So it's only five weeks yeah. away. What a start to the yeah. season. You run into LJ. She might Man. be looking to have 30. <laughs> When I, I saw someone tweet yesterday, only 31 days to the start of WNBL, and I was like, oh, gosh. Uh, I, in my head, we had a lot longer. Um, so when I saw that reality, reality really hit in. Um, and, yeah, what a, what a way to start the season, you know. Lauren Jackson, Abby Bishop, um, um, I think they they may have a have an import to, to announce as well. Lickard, Cole, you know. Haven't the they got a salary on, cap? Um, <laughs> Oh, they must be. You know, every every player plays to, to just put a great team together, right? So we get everyone under the salary cap. Um, <laughs> oh, Lauren will be ready yeah. for us. She'll need another month or two to recover from the World Cup. So you might be all right I there, certainly but... hope so. I certainly hope so. Yeah. You guys are... um, no, but look, great for our team to come up against, you know, that team first up and, and, you know, see where we're at early in the season. You guys are getting some great support as well this year. Some good sponsors coming on board, of course. Polygra, who uh, sponsor our show, good friends of uh, the Bungie and Brester show, have jumped on board and, uh, and yeah, they're giving some great support to women's sport. Cannot speak more highly of the Polygra group. Uh, Steve and Karen, who look after us, have been amazing um, from day one with myself, with the girls, with, with management, with just with everything. Uh, we've been provided a next level, level up here um, in Adelaide. And I know the girls can really see that, that coming together. Um, they know we've landed in good hands. So now it's about us giving back and giving those efforts on the court to, to thank these guys for, for taking us under their wing. And it's not just us here, you know, AFLW, soccer, everything. So they're, they're grabbing onto anything that they can. And, and we're just so grateful that they have. What about the return to traditional um, home of Adelaide Arena? That that having that as well um, certainly you know has a place that the girls can call home and the history behind that as well that you can you can tap into as as you know when you're talking to the girls about um, you know the, the, what's what's come before them. Absolutely, I think uh, it's always. I think as a player, you always need to know what's come before you, what's been successful before you. Um, and I think we've lost that a little bit here, and it's something that we're definitely tapping into now. But it's just really important for the girls to know their history. And uh, going back to that gym, we can really smash that into them, and we can just try and get a little bit of, of you know, that motivation before games that, you know, the greats have come before them in this club and, you know, five championships and, and special stuff has happened. And uh, I just think going back there, it, it really just shows that. Um, and I know the girls are excited to get back there. You know, life for you was fantastic. Um, it just didn't feel like home for, for some of these girls. So I'm really happy that we're back at the arena. What are uh, some of the other teams? I know you wouldn't have seen a lot of the other teams so far, but uh, as far as favourites, early favourites, um, who, who are we going to most have to watch out for this season? Yeah, look, I think uh, Melbourne, um, you know, they've put together a fantastic roster again. Um, they've recruited well, so... They'll be up there and just riding off last season. You know, obviously Flies have been able to get Lauren and, you know, they've kept Bishow and, and they've been able to keep that core group. So um, they'll be up there. I think Townsville have done a good job at recruiting. Um, but you don't want, you don't really want to cross off any team any team just yet. Um, it, it's, you know, about how teams are going to come together. Um, 
we look at our roster and we think we're pretty good, but, you know, other teams might not think that. Um, I think it's just going to be about who can get their, their group together um, and, and who can who can bring that style out on the floor, I think, consistently this season, and that's something that we're looking to do. We're speaking with Natalie Hurst, coach of the Adelaide Lightning, in her rookie season as coach, but a seven-time champion as a player. Fourth last year, lost the semi-finals to the Melbourne Boomers, the eventual champion. So, Lightning are always around the mark, Nat. I mean, there's a little bit of pressure on you because we've had a lot of success and are always around the mark. So, um, everyone will be watching closely. You're feeling any of that pressure? Or are you just embracing the challenge? <laughs> Thank you for reminding me about the pressure. <laughs> I think coming in, I think going to any club, there'd, there'd be pressure, especially as a rookie coach. Um, I'm embracing it. I want that pressure. I want to feel it um, because I want to give, I, I mean, I, give, I do it anyway, but I want to give my all every day to, to this club, to the political group and, and to these girls. Um, pressure's not a bad thing. It's just about how you handle it. Um, but, like you know, it. Adelaide has, has been successful um, and we're hoping to do the same thing this season. Fantastic. Look, we know you are going to do a good job because you left no stone unturned as a player. You were always out there <laughs> hustling, you. working hard. Your work ethic is will be a leadership part of this team. I know it's going to go well for you. And just before we let you go, a comment on the springboard that this World Cup success for the Opals will have, hopefully for the WNBL and just take it to a whole new level? Yeah, look, you know, keeping those girls that are there, keeping a lot of those girls in this league can only make it better, right? We want to play against the best. I think the girls want to challenge themselves against the best week in, week out. And, and I'm just so happy that where the league's going now, that, you know, the, where the salaries are going, that we can actually keep these girls in Australia and they don't have to go overseas. So to have a lot of those girls, like I said, here in the WNBL this season, and I know our girls, want, you know, we, we, we want to be successful, but we also want to challenge ourselves against the best players and who better than all those Opals girls. Nat, really appreciate your time. You sure you don't want to drop that name for us here? we got an exclusive with a bunch of... Oh, we know. We won't put you under any more pressure than you're under at the moment. But love your work, and we look forward to, season, uh, to the season unfolding. Good on you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Nat. Nat Hurst there, our special guest here on the Bungie and Brett's The Show. She's up and about, Brett, and that's what you need, a leader who leads by example. She'll show them how to do it. Uh, she is a real hard worker. Yeah, get around the lightning this year. I'd love to see the double. I'd love to see the 36ers lightning. I think both well, of them have got really good teams going out onto the floor and are both are legitimate chances, and we can say that. None of them playing a game yet. <laughs> but I think they'll both be up around the mark, and oh, wouldn't it be great for SA to have the two bring home the Cups? Have they ever done that in the past? When yeah, was, we when won was it. the last time they did that? The parade. Remember, it was the a parade. parade you, know, you know, when we <laughs> got on, on the... your coattails <laughs> and, and uh, paraded down this very street. Straight down out that window. Street. Let's do it again. Oh, that was a good day. That was a good day. And this is a good day as well. You're with the Bungie and Brettster Show. Andrew McLeod, Brett Maher and John Casey. Stick around. We'll have more for you after the 11 o'clock news headlines. This is the Bungie and Brettster Show. Three minutes past 11 here on 1629 SENSA. The Bungie and Brettster Show with Andrew McLeod, Brett Maher and John Casey. And it's time for us to turn our attention to the AFL. And Bungie, we wanted to just pick your brain after being in Melbourne for grand final week and just get your overall thoughts on it. I know we discussed it last week to a certain degree, but I think you just come off the buzz of the grand final and obviously a lot happening. But uh, it obviously was a very successful event, if not a great game. Oh, it was. It was a cracker. Uh, and and as I was, uh, you know, spoke last week about, like, Melbourne was buzzing. It was back to 
just uh, the old Melbourne and, and footy. And uh, I, I just couldn't believe how many people were around. Uh, you know, that's whole South Bank area and through there, obviously the parade was, uh, they were all there for that, for the lead into the grand final. Um, but yeah, it, it, not so much the game wasn't exciting, you know, like it, there was a bit of a fizzer in the end, but the whole atmosphere was just, was good to be. Wouldn't have thought you in. would have noticed the pleb, Spongy. You would have been swanning around in all the <laughs> VIP rooms, getting the red carpet treatment. I wouldn't uh, even thought you would have looked down on the little people. No, not at all, <laughs> all Marzi. But I didn't, I was in there. There was, the, you know, the premiers were in there and the, the, Who's prime, who, isn't the it? prime minister was sort of stand there to push past the uh, push past his security detail to go to the toilet. Uh, his, his prime minister's in the toilet and yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you know what I don't like? <laughs> As I break in <laughs> I was, on you talking about late. the prime minister in the toilet. <laughs> um, what I don't like is the amount of tickets that get given to the two clubs. I, I think they should get a lot more. Let the fans go watch their t- It's so corporate. I don't know that's Have where the money TV? comes from. But it I is, want it the is fans very to, it's it so corporate. corporate orientated. And as I said, that's where the money comes from. But I want to see fans there. The people that have gone all year and supported their teams, I don't think they get enough tickets. They should get more. Well, it's, the problem is you only get a – there's 100,000 tickets, mm. right? So there's a lot of people that uh, want to go and watch the game. And the thing is – you can't not buy your. You got to buy your ticket early too. Yeah. Like you've got to. You've got to predict that your team is going to be around the mark and get in early before. Otherwise, you have got to buy some. Packet. Well, I would have been confident if I was a Geelong fan this year. In oh, you would have ticket. You probably would have bought a ticket in about round five. A, yeah, bit of a gamble. Yeah. Um. But that, I guess that leads to the discussion as to. It, it, and we talk about the NRL Grand Final, and we mentioned this last week. The NRL Grand Final Twilight. On a Sunday night, and you're able to to do a lot of things, and like in terms of uh, entertainment-wise, with the light shows and, and so forth. Night grand final is the way to go. Mm. It is. It's it's only. And I was I was talking to uh, just the light shows look so much better. I reckon the fireworks. Yeah, imagine Robbie with the the light show. Mm. It would have been. Crazy! It would have entertained me even more. Oh, absolutely! But what what about the fact? And we we have discussed this. The show, um, there's that Super Bowl type of scenario of sharing, moving the, it around. Sharing NRL around. move it around. They they play, it. or do they play at the same place? Well, there well, there was a bit of talk about this year. Right. Peter Vladis was going Vladis. to take it to Melbourne because they needed a big football game, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> And he, there was a, he, he'd had, uh, there was a bit of a fallout, I think, with the, with the, like the New South Wales government. And so they were, they were sort of touting they might push it up to Brisbane this year. Mm. And you know, like, I think dollars. Yeah, they were pushing do- up the do- price as well dollars, as pushing the game to Brisbane. Dollars talked in the end and they got it back to New South Wales. But oh, I just think, you know, in terms of, um, you know, what it does, that, that economic, um, you know, booster for 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 uh cities we saw what it did in perth mm. we saw what it did in brisbane yeah and and you know it'd be nice to be able to share that love around like, Couldn't agree more we we could host it here we it, could we could have boats on the um 
The Torrens, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. We'd nah, get them on those. Popeye? What's the little, oh, little, little paddle? paddle, paddle you, you can actually you know, get it's just That's your, like, you know, your, your captain. warm-up you for the game. Do, you can do your captain's run <laughs> on the little paddle boats with yourself. Well, look at me trying to paddle on the Hey, if we, can't, <laughs> if we can't get a grand final here. Well, they're, they're also throwing around the idea of the, the super round. Yeah, magic having round. Magic every, round. Magic round, yeah. having every single team play here. What are your thoughts on that? That would also be really good for a state's economy, having every team come here. You get all the supporters for every team. I think that could also be awesome if we could uh, yeah, they lure N- that Yeah, the NRL here. do that well as well. They do the magic round in Brisbane and they host all the teams up there. But, yeah, if you, you had the – and the thing is that everyone jumps on board, so all the – um, all the carrying companies, so, so you know, everyone that's involved in the game, so, you know, your Channel 7s and your Foxes and everyone is, is part of that. The, you know, everyone's there and they're, they're broadcasting their, their shows from your city. Mm. Uh, and it's great the way that they, they do it. They, you know, if we ticked it off here, kicked off here, you, maybe Thursday night games, yeah, uh, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you got nine games. Uh, t- to play, oh, I think it'd be fantastic for, mm. you know, bring, uh, and this week, we've seen, it's not, it's not, you can't compare it, but this week they had the uh, AFL Masters here mm. and the influx of people, oh, the, the showdown, basically the girls game, there were, a lot of those people were from interstate, were from AFL Masters playing here. They came over and they all wanted to go to Adelaide Oval to watch the game. So they all went down as, as part of that. And um, I think they got free tickets. But <laughs> but what they did, their, their ability to spend money around the place at the bars yep. and, you know, on the way had the restaurants, having a drink at the Oval and, and stuff. So, That's the bonus with Masters games is that generally everyone's older. They've made their money, potentially. And they they travel and they spend it. And I, that's why I love the Masters as well coming. But I think that Super Round would be good. Another massive story that's been going on for a week or so now is the Hawthorne deal, uh, Bungie. And it's a, it's a huge story. I think we should probably talk about it a little bit. What's your take on, on Clarko and what's been going on uh, behind the scenes at Hawthorne? And, uh, gee, North Melbourne, they've uh, been unlucky, haven't they? <laughs> Yeah, look, it's. I think it's um, it's important. I see that Luke Hodges come out and mm. thrown his support behind um, both uh, Clark Ove and, and Chris. Uh, sorry, at, and um, uh, at, yeah, Fagan and uh, and and the Hawthorne Footy Club. Um, but yeah, I just think that you know it's. It's, it is important for everyone to have the opportunity to to have to tell their story, and 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 have their voice heard and and to respond. And I think they will hear a lot more that will come out. But initially, for me, you know, being being a First Nations um, man is that some of the allegations and um, some of the stuff that I hear, and I think of, I think of my my family and I think of, um, when I, when I talk about it, but some of those allegations and things that bring people bring up, it, it actually goes back to a, a dark past in our, in our history as a nation. And it, um, there's some, so some of those triggers, um, 
you know, that cause a lot of pain, um, in the intergenerational tra trauma that, you know, we've been exposed to is, yeah, it's, it's really hard to, to fathom and understand. Like, that's why I say we need to, need to get more detail. We need to understand things and how, so we can actually, you know, deal with it and, and hear the stories, but that pain is real. And, and I think the AFL are mindful um, or the sensitive sensitivities around all of this. Um, are they dragging their feet though, Bungie? They came out when it was announced and they said, we're going to put an independent panel together and we still have no panel. We still have no, it is not moving forward at the moment. Yeah, it, it's tough. I think they're trying to get that people together and they've got their, they've got their, um, uh, indigenous advisory committee as part of the AFL, which I'm sure they are, uh, you know, they're, they're meeting and they're, and they're doing, um, whatever they, they, their due diligence as to how they're going to deal with it. But Have they reached out to you. Would you like to contribute? I, I'm, I'd certainly be happy to, to be a part of it and to listen and to, you know, to obviously with my experience in the industry and, and what I know and, um, yeah, I, I would, but you know, they've got a lot of people there, a lot of good people in those, in those places that, um, you know, will make that determination, but I, I, I really feel for everybody. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how, how it all unfolds. It's, it is a sad situation. Well, they have to get it right, don't they? So I don't mind them taking their time, but the end result has to be right because they've got it wrong a lot uh, yeah. throughout our history. Um, so if they can take their time, I don't mind, but yeah, just get it right and put the right things in place. And as we've talked about in the past, it always comes back to the starting point, which is educating people and getting that through first and then building and putting other things in place. Yeah, we have to, it's, you're right, Press. It's, it's about that education and how we do things better for, you know, people to follow because what has been a, um, a very good platform for, um, you know, First Nations people, including myself, to go and do, play a game we love mm. um, and, and do it, it, it has over the times um it the game the game has provided a platform but the game has also let my people down yeah a lot of, a lot of times so they have to get this right everybody's mm. watching mm. and yeah I, I will reserve obviously my opinion until all of that comes out but yeah like i said case i'm i'll be happy to be involved if someone actually reached out and said hey we wouldn't mind having a chat to you about this and because I think it's important that they, they do get it right. I think it is. It's a, a very serious issue that we need to get right. And I think contributions by people such as Andrew McLeod uh, would be very important in that. Hey, can I change tact a bit? Because... It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know we're talking about AFL, but um, we uh, there's a lot going off on, on the off the field as well. So... Um, I'm still talking AFL, not changing too much tack, but uh, the Essendon stuff. Brad Scott named as a coach. Kevin Sheedy's comments around that. Um, the, the, they obviously came out. The narrative was the board has made it a unanimous decision. Sheed says, hang on a minute. The board didn't make a unanimous, unanimous decision. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> I voted for James Hurd. <laughs> <laughs> well, unanimous bar one. Is 
So doesn't sound great, does it? That doesn't fill you with confidence. No. If that's your club and the board member's coming out and saying that, he's, he's, he actually did go on and say that, I'll, I'll support the decision and yeah. I'm going to support Scotty, you know. But I just want it to be known that I voted for James Hurd. Well, and he's had a long history yeah. with Hurd. And, and what he's done for the club and, you know, all that. But I think there's, they there's... would have gone backwards if they went with Hurd, though. I think yeah. it would have brought up all that other crap that they've had to deal with. From an outsider looking in, I thought the Scott decision was a good one. I um, That was my initial thought. I think that's a, one of the best decisions they've made recently. So, um, yeah, that was my That disconnect for me, though, yeah. with the, the board and it just shows yeah. you what. Like, Bit of trouble, isn't there? Eh, I, I don't know. It, it's, if I was an Essendon, I, was a, I, I grew up as an Essendon supporter. I know I've always had a great history, but the last 10, 15 years. Long time since they've won a final. Mm. They've just, yep. they, they haven't got things right. This is important for them to get things right. The whole, the, the, the way they handled Ben Rutten was very disappointing. And they, they really need to, they need to do this. They have to get this right for their fans and their supporter base. Um, just a quick one. Rory Laird wins his third BNF for uh, your Crows. Club uh, champion. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he's he's, he's uh, in elite company now, isn't he? Very elite. Yes, he is. Not he's, many people that have done it. Can you run me through the, the few that have done it? He's... He's got a great collection of gold jackets. Yeah, that, you keep oh, well. Pretty, who has won all those? Goodwin's won uh, three. Goodwin. Yeah, um, um, I know there's a couple of others. Rue. 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 Yeah, Mark Rusciuto has won Rue. three, and there's oh, is there one it. more? No, I think no, that's it. Oh, that's yeah. it. Oh, okay. no, that's it. Yeah. The Black Crow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, you great self. Bungie. So you send him a text? Do you say let's get our jackets on, boys, and go out and partay? I've never spoken to him. Is oh. that true? No. How about that? Well, you, oh, get you might actually be At taller than point. him. <laughs> Are you taller than him? Oh, yeah. He's not very tall. I don't know. 170, <laughs> 177 no, centimetres, 5'10". Rory Laird. Oh, no, he's got you. Oh, I've got him covered. <laughs> Big time. No, it's a great effort. It, it is. It's fantastic um, for him. Like, probably just desserts. I think, and it's hard. He's been consistent. It's hard to gauge when you, like, he probably would have been disappointed that he didn't get more votes in the brown light. Or, Missed mm. out on all Australian. Yeah, mm. that was wrong. It was, yeah, I was like, mm, maybe he could have. You know, it's I know it's hard to get forty blokes or forty. They picked forty two this in the squad to yeah. get them into to into the team. He had a hell of a year. I had a bit of Twitter back and forth with uh, just a random person, and uh, they were. I was saying, no, I don't think. I think the guys that got in ahead of him probably should have. But yeah, he, he ran me through the stats, all the major stats. Led beat virtually all of those main contenders and in Rosie, nearly every category. Over Rosie, who you know, who got in, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I example. think he was very unlucky. Yeah, you reckon if he played in Melbourne, he gets it. If he played in Victoria, does he? Does I he think get so. Australian nod? I think so. But uh, great effort it was indeed by Rory Laird, who came off the rookie draft in 2011. What a superstar he's become. We need to take a break here on the Bungie and Bretster Show. We'll have more for you right after this. Adelaide Lightning, South Australia's most successful women's sporting team. Legends on and off the basketball court. For a Mitsubishi, you have two clear standouts, Wayville and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian motors. This is the Bungie and Bretster Show. 
And we like to cover all things South Australian as we're into the final furlong here on the Bungie and Brett's show on this Sunday on 1629 SENSA. The Adelaide Fire hockey team started their new league, the National League, yesterday in Perth. Unsuccessfully, sadly, they went down to the Perth Thundersticks. The women went down 3-1. Lindsay Appleyard got the goal for Adelaide. And the men went down 5-2 with Angus Fry getting both our goals. So get around them. First time they've been playing for two years because of COVID. So the Adelaide Fire are our team in the Hockey National League. What caught your eye this week, uh, Bungie? Well, speaking of uh, three-time, uh, four-time uh, things, there was a, there was a, I've seen something that uh, I'm a bit concerned about, Case. I saw a beer being bought out last week and our great mate over here, Brett Maher, was out promoting this beer at the Big Shed and uh, had his care, his, his, his image all plastered over with his biceps hanging out. But they got one thing wrong. Oh, no. Fanny has a four-time leading rebounder. Never. Underrated my rebounding. And they never took me seriously. But full time, I'll take it. And a good beer too. It's a little bitter, just like me. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you have it, folks. We'll be back next Sunday, 9.30, with Andrew McLeod and Brett Maher on the Bungie and Brett's show. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal... Or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.